Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the College Financial Aid and Career Navigation Podcast. Tom and Maria Geffers of Career and College Counselors, along with nationally recognized college financial aid expert Seth Green, teach two things. How to cut the cost of college tuition an average of $19,077 per child per year, and how to land your dream job after you graduate by choosing the right career and major. To get access to more information on how you can make the right choice, simply register at www.careercollegecounselors.com connect. To find out how to save an average of $19,077 per year per child on college tuition, go to www.howtofindmoneyforcollege.com. On the podcast, Tom, Maria, and Seth bring together leading experts in their fields who have experience in the college admission and career application process. They share their secrets so you can do it too. And now, here's your hosts, Tom, Maria, and Seth. Hi, everyone, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of our wonderful podcast. I'm Maria Geffers, and this is my wonderful husband, Tom Geffers. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and today we are especially honored with someone who I've worked with uh, for a few years now in uh, an organization that we both belong to. And uh, both of us have grown through this organization. So when I was asked to ask people that I know and love, I immediately thought of Suzanne Davis. So uh, welcome, Suzanne. And she is from Academic Writing Success. Yes, thank you so much for having me for this podcast today. Oh, it is our pleasure. Um, The question that we're going to, the overarching question that we always ask is, why do I need a writing coach? Uh, You know, that's something that is, people see as a luxury. And we're going to show how actually it is not a luxury. It is an essential part of the college admissions uh, process, as well as high school and and college uh, education. So uh, with that, I'm gonna hand it over to Suzanne and she's gonna tell us a little bit who she is, why she's doing what she's doing and her aha moment. What made her decide that this is where she, her passion is. Okay, thank you. Um, so I, I am a writing coach. I do a couple things. First off, I help students who are in high school or college who really need help with that academic writing piece, helping them learn the skills and do the preparation that they need. The other element that I do is I work with high school students and college students on helping them write for essays, for scholarships, and doing the college essays, as well as supplemental writing which is another requirement. Those are like follow-up essays that different colleges have in different departments. So I, I started out uh, with my whole experience with writing being not very good. 
in school, I was told in the third grade that I would never be able to write and I would never go to college. And my entire family was devastated at the time. But what that teacher never recognized was that I really, really wanted to write. I really wanted to be a good writer. So on my own, I practiced and I got better, but I got better to a point, right? I could only teach myself so much. So I was able to write creatively and I was able to write essays and, and papers but up to that B level. And I was really striving to do more because I wanted to get into college and I felt like being able to write really well was, was a key piece. Then I went into college and I thought this is a whole new adventure for me. I can start over. I'm going to be trying really, really hard with my writing again. And this time I'll get the A's. And I came close. But in my English 101 class, I got an I minus. And my professor wrote on the top of the page, see me after class, which is never a great thing to hear from a professor. But I thought, well, I got an A minus on the paper. How bad could it be? So I went and I spoke with her and she said to me, you can be a great writer and I can help you so that you'll always get A's on any of your writing. I just need you to meet with me once a week after class. And I did. And she completely changed my life because she did teach me some of the punctuation, some of the grammar, some of the writing style techniques that I needed to know and improve my skills so that she was right. After working with her, I always got A's, which changed my entire college life because getting that one writing piece down influenced all of the grades that I had in classes. I was like, I have to be able to do this. I have to be able to do this and help other students do that, which is why I continued with writing. And I knew that I wanted to teach writing to students in, in that college age or pre-college age range. Because if I could do it and somebody could help me, there's no way they couldn't learn it. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that is um, tremendous because it's amazing how one teacher took the time to recognize who you were and the possibilities and actually make it happen for you. And now you're just sharing that whole legacy, which is what we do as teachers, if you will. Excellent. Excellent. I, I had similar experiences as well. I was, you know, I was one of those uh, students who um, didn't do as well as expected and they would look at me and think, you know, what a waste. So yeah. I understand that. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. Tom didn't have that problem. Well, no, I didn't. But there's a lot of bad teachers in history. And uh, we hear about it a lot. We right. heard about it one from yesterday, in fact. Right. But, uh, you know, that third grade teacher was in the wrong business. Right. And your college professor was in the right business. Right. So. Right. Exactly. It, it was a blessing that you were able to uh, find her. And, you know, it really was. And unfortunately, there are, as Tom said, there's some nice not so great teachers who were frustrated themselves, you know, and as, a, as an English teacher, I understand teaching writing is very, very difficult in as much as it takes a lot of time for you as the instructor, as the teacher to read over and over and try to piece together what's missing. So uh, I, I applaud your patience and your diligence and your passion of this 
to, to follow this. Um, one of the questions I have is, um, how do I know that I'm a parent? How do I know that uh, I need someone to help my student write their college essay? What, what should I be looking for as a parent? Well, I would say the first thing you should be looking at is procrastination. If a student knows, oh, I, I want to go to this college or these colleges, but they're putting off that essay piece, uh, it can be a sign of, I don't know how to write. Um, I, I just can't begin this. Let me put it off and put it off. Um, there's other reasons they could be procrastinating, but that's really the first sign that I would look at. The other thing I would look for is, is your your child having trouble coming up with ideas and topics to write about. Uh, I know that uh, I have worked with students who've felt like they can't find a good topic because somebody in their family hasn't died, you know, and they think that every good essay has to be around a grandparent dying, you know, or, or something like that. So if they're really struggling to come up with things in their life, that they can use, that's a sign that they could really benefit from working with somebody who can help them brainstorm and dig out those stories. Uh -huh. uh, and a, a, a tutor or a coach helps them do that. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And the other piece I would say is actually if you're looking at their writing, I notice a high school student will just sit down and write what comes to their mind. And it's just all at once and it's, well, like a free write, which I, I believe in as a pre-writing technique, free writing is very useful. But if that essay is looking disorganized and mm -hmm. just like it's, it's their thoughts on paper, that's a sign. And the other, of course, is are they struggling with, with spelling, with punctuation, with grammar and, and those issues? Mm -hmm. Good, good. So how would you describe your coaching method? I know you went into a little bit uh, in that answer, but could you give a little more depth to that? Your, your actual, I'm sitting down with you and I don't have a clue. I'm 17 years old. My life experience has been, you know, with my dog and my family and maybe a job, you know, how would you go about coaching them to really expand? Well, part of it is really going through that process from beginning to end. Um, we work a lot on brainstorming in the beginning. And there's different approaches that I use depending upon the student that's really going to help them. Some people are really good at finding a topic, you know, through, through free writing, just answering a basic question and looking at it and being able to pick up different stories. With some, they really need to start answering some questions and, and kind of organizing that it that way. So we really work at that beginning part to find those, those topics that they can use for either the college essay or the supplemental writing. Mm -hmm. Then we're working really step-by-step step from there. Well, how can you organize it? So they have an idea of how to, to write it. And then from that next piece, they're writing the draft and then we're working on it in a revision and we do the revision together. So it's not just like I, I make a comment and they go home and they revise it. I make a comment about what it is and then I start asking them, okay, so what, how do you think now that this is confusing, how do you think you can explain that better? 
And so that student is explaining it better and, and writing along with me. Um, right to that, that final place where they're ready for adding it to their application. There's another piece that I do along with this because I really believe that students sometimes haven't found their writing voice. And so one of the ways I do that is by, in my coaching, I have like a short five to seven minute writing activity at the beginning. Um, and this is really like an open-ended thing that's going to help them develop their writing voice without worrying about it being perfect. So it's kind of that combination. I want them to be going through the paper, not the paper, the essay, mm -hmm. but I also want them to be doing things that's going to help them with, with their writing voice. So your coaching is really very multifaceted. You're, uh, you're the teacher, but you're also the proofreader and you're also the coach. So it's not just, you know, someone doesn't need to be afraid of coming to you uh, and you're thinking they're gonna, you're, you're gonna get the yardstick and kind of hit them over the head. You're actually kind of going in and out of that coaching to teacher to tutor and flowing in and meeting their needs. Thank you. Uh, what's the biggest challenge you've had to overcome in starting your business, your, uh, your academic writing success program? What was the biggest challenge that you had? The biggest challenge really was figuring out to how to do it as well as meeting in person with a student. I wasn't sure what tools I could use to help them brainstorm online. I was really new to technology. What would be good for, for commenting and interacting? What else was out there so that I could make it as, as good as in person. And I found out it was actually better. I was mm -hmm. able to do a lot more and help students um, faster. Mm -hmm. So, but that was the biggest thing that I worried about and had to, to research. Right, I think that was a, a mindset for all of us, if you will. Well, I'm sure you know that the college uh, admission process has uh, changed dramatically in the last two years or so. And a lot of the elite schools, Ivy Leagues or, or whatever you want to call them, the better schools, um, they are not requiring the SAT anymore. And so exactly. schools, you know, the admissions people uh, need a way to find out what's in these kids' heads, you know, why are they going to come to this school? Uh, why are they going to come to our school? So, you know, how important and I'm sure you, you, you've been keeping up with this stuff as well, but how important is the college essay now as opposed to maybe two or three years ago? It's definitely even more because as you were saying, so many universities are turning away from the standardized scores, especially this past year with COVID right. um, because of how different it was. But they also really are looking for people who fit their their college and their program so being able to write a really good essay that's memorable but that they're also going to connect with is i think key it's the the thing that's going to make you stand out from other people who maybe even have better grades than you or everything else seems about equal so I would say it's huge. I had a student who worried about her SAT scores 
and she was applying to Cornell and she thought, there's no way I'm going to get into Cornell if I don't have a really good essay in the supplemental essays. Um, and she did. So she got, she had great essays and she got into Cornell and she was, she was really happy with that because she struggled more with standardized testing. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a blessing to some students and, and a curse to others, I guess. But, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and I guess the college essay is, is uh, limited to what now? Is it 600 words still or has that changed, uh, you know, for the general admissions essay? Is, is there a limit? Um, it has changed. Uh, so I don't usually find the 600 ones. I've been finding more and more of 500 or oh. even for the supplemental writing, it's like 250. Wow. So they yeah. have a very yeah. short amount of time. A lot of polish has to go into that. Yeah, that is, yes. that wow. is, that yes. is, that is tough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, they'll, they'll, it takes 500 words just to uh, kind of get started. Right. You know, <laughs> depending on the personality, but I, I didn't I didn't know they were actually shortening wow. the essays. Uh, I thought they might have lengthened them because of the uh, you know the getting rid of the uh, SATs, which I think are going to come back by the way. But that's another story. <laughs> but uh, yes. yeah, it's um, that 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 is tough. But uh, and how is your how is your program uh, structured? Do you do like per hour, per week, per essay? Is it, how do you do that? Well, we do, um, I do cater it to the individual student. I like us to meet for one hour, either once a week, if they're a really great writer and they're really busy and they need time to, to take a, to write a draft and those types of things, then I do find once a week works really well. Some students really need, um, two hours and they want those one hour blocks. I think one hour is really good for writing. I think there's a point when you're really approaching those 90 minutes or two hours, especially with a high school student, right, right. that it's, it's almost too much. Mm -hmm. And I, I used to find writing is such a personal uh, extension of yourself that when you're having someone go through it, it's almost like that's your baby you're talking about, you know, that you're, kind of nipping and tucking. So it can be that emotional piece to it as well. Yes, yeah. yes. And you know, it's become a lost art really, yeah. you know, in, in the last decade or two, uh, you know, writing it is, good writing. And uh, from what I've been reading uh, in corporations, they are actually looking for good writers who can, you know, market something quickly and shortly and, you know, to the point where, you know, most people can't do that. So if you have that skill in 500, 600 words, yeah. you know, that's a very marketable skill, yeah. especially if they like to do it. Yes, I do work with college students who are graduating. And so some of that really is helping them learn how to, to write in that way in particular. Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Or they have that graduate personal statement that, again, has to be like 500 words. Right, right. It does hone it down a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Do, do you have or do you work with or have you worked with or do you have any special uh, programs for special needs uh, high school students? I don't directly have a, a program for special needs. I have my master's in TESOL and my master's in English. So a lot of the students that I work with are 
ESL or, or international students looking to go to an English speaking university. So I'm very good at adapting teaching writing in that sense. And I'm, I'm able to work one-on-one -on -one with students who maybe have, um, who maybe are mildly autistic, but it really depends. And I wanna know ahead of time what the situation is to really be honest as right. to how much I can help a student or if somebody else should work with somebody who does more with special needs. You, or how do you uh, distinguish between your, your coaching uh, revisions versus actually like re writing the essay? Is, is there a, di a distinction there or is it just something that you, you naturally do in the process? It's really something that I naturally do in the process. And with the college essays, I, I don't find people really wanting that. They want their voice to come through. So what we're doing is really making sure it's, it's their story, their ideas, and going through that organization piece. I am helping them with that ahead of time. So they already have a really good idea of what to write. And then once they've written it, it's really just me pointing things out, like what you're doing really well and where you're doing it, as well as the points that are unclear and giving them that chance mm -hmm. to, to change it and to rewrite it. But always like give them the choice too, because sometimes they'll want to keep something. Like maybe they like the way it's expressed and, and that's their voice. So I wanna make sure that I'm not over sort of overcorrecting and it has more of me <laughs> than, right. than that. Right, right. How, how about, uh, you know, students who are going into graduate school and they have, you know, they're gonna write a thesis most of the time, not all at the time, or if they're going for their PhD and, you know, they have to write a book basically, you know, to get their PhD or higher ed, uh, you know, uh, uh, EDDs. Yeah, EDD, PhD, whatever, whatever it is they're going for. And that's always a tough thing for them to write. You ever get into that market at all or any suggestions? Um, I really suggest if you have somebody who's really approaching that, that PhD, that you have somebody else. Because there's a lot of elements with knowing how to write about studies and things I just don't do. Right. I did them in graduate school, but <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. you know, my passion really is working with those students in high school and college mm -hmm. and, and going into their master's program. So I do help them with their, their graduate statements of purpose. But, um, and if there's somebody who needs help as a graduate student with the basic academic writing, because some of them do, some right. of them have been away from school right. and need that kind of review. And some of them, they might be international students and no one ever taught them those things. Right, right. right. Well, that's good to know. You know, you can't be all things to all people. And, you know, it's good to have a niche that you, uh, you specialize in. Right. And, yeah. you know, don't wander off that, uh, that, that road. Because, uh, like I said, being all things to all people usually doesn't work. You know? Right. We, we found that out in, in college counseling as well. But mm -hmm. uh, do you have any takeaway materials or strategies that uh, a student can access, you know, in the future? Well, I have um, a couple things. The first one is really for those students who want to improve their academic writing skills in general. 
Um, so they're, they're looking for help with writing essays and research papers. And that's a, a quick guide. It's nail your research paper topic because I know that coming up with good topics, brainstorming, and those questions to start them with research is difficult. Then I also have a, another guide. It's a, another quick sheet for students who want to apply for scholarships. And it's the at a glance scholarship research and analysis. So it helps them get organized, but then it also helps them think through what that scholarship sponsor is looking for, mm -hmm. their values, and so that they can plan the writing. And so that's for whether the scholarship sponsor is maybe a piece of the university or a private sponsor. Mm -hmm. Good, good. And yeah, that's so important. Uh, and that, that information will be down as part of the link that we will have at, at the bottom of the podcast. So, um, you know, that's a good place to look for more information. Uh, this has been a very unique and tough year for everybody, especially for our students who are in the process of uh, going for uh, college applications and trying to get things done. How have you helped students through that challenge? Because it's been, it's been a roller coaster emotionally for these students and parents, academically, and um, it's just been really tough. How have you helped them make, uh, meet these challenges, to overcome these challenges? Well, I have helped them a lot with getting organized with timers and deadlines and and really staying focused on things because I do find that that's a really important learning skill. Um, we acknowledge the difficulties. I give them a chance to express that and usually through writing, like that short writing activity, really finding out what's going on. And also, you know, there are times where I have to be more than a writing coach. There are times where I really have to help them with thinking through your deadlines and how you need to reach them and how you need to plan. And then there are some other things that I've done because they feel like they're not getting enough attention, especially in high school with the writing help. Like uh -huh. Maybe the teachers were just giving a video or an assignment. Right, right. And so being able to support them in, in that way has helped and, you know, I've done some fun things with them. Like I had a student who was doing really well. She had learned how to kind of pull together her learning and getting organized. And I had her write a guest blog post. And so she could share that knowledge. Mm -hmm. And uh, so things like that, that also let them express what's going on and how well they've coped, I think help a lot. Well, it's, it's been tough for everybody, that, that's uh, for sure. That's and sure. to be, you know, thrown out of school, if you will, and then having to go through all of this rigorous processing can be very uh, demoralizing for our students and our parents because they're out there too, not knowing. Um, this uh, has been a, a wonderful um, podcast and interview. And is there any other topic or question that you would like to address before we say goodbye? Just that, I, I also think one of the things that students experience is that college pressure. And I think it's really important, this is why I love what you do with the college and career aspect, to, to recognize whether they 
they really want college mm -hmm. because sometimes if they're being forced into something, it's going to have really harmful effects on them. Right. And I, I really think parents should start recognizing that because trade schools and careers are great options for everybody out there. And you will still need to write, obviously. You will still need to write. Yeah. Absolutely. You will still need to be able to put your thoughts together, no matter where you go, in including uh, composing a, an excuse, a letter excusing mm -hmm. your student, right? I mean, that's just yeah. always, you know, we're going to be writing for a long, long time, and you always want to put your best foot forward. Do you have any other questions, Tom? No, I think that's it. We've covered everything. Uh, we appreciate all your uh, knowledge that you've shared today, and I'm sure parents will find it. Uh, helpful and useful and um, we have your contacts correct and we will have your contacts. we will have the con of the contact information uh, maybe you could give a very your email just in case anyone at this moment yeah. are is a visual as well as audio learner so tell us a good way to get in touch with you Suzanne well my business email through my website is s-d-a-v-i-s at academicwritingsuccess.com. So S. Davis for Suzanne Davis. Um, you can also visit my website. There's where you can fill out a consultation form or write a message to me. And so I, I check that all of the time. Those are probably the best ways to reach me. So if anyone has any questions, they can definitely reach out to you and uh, and you will answer them almost like a, a consultation, if you will, uh, to let them know. And, and I'm sure, you know, that you'll be able to see if it's a good fit for both the student and for, and for you, because that's important. It's a very personal uh, service. All right. So we are good. Thank you very much, Suzanne, for being here. And uh, thank you all our listeners. And we will see you the next time. This is Maria and Tom Geffers, and we will see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.